אתם מאזינים לשידור ישיר ממחנה רמה בברקשיירס. ברוכים הבאים לרדיו קול רמה, 102.3 FM, מרגישים קיץ באוויר, גם באתר קולרמה.us. איתי באולפן נמצאים שני אורחים מאוד מיוחדים. In the studio, the קול רמה סטודיו, I have two very special guests. This is איתן and סמסון. סמסון from צעירים, and איתן is from my bank, he's my living. קו-קאונסלור. ברוכים הבאים, CRB, welcome to the salad bar. camp conspiracy theories and analyzing um, social etiquettes we just like to start out with a plug to uh, Professor Isaac Neustadt's new book Into the Infinity it's coming out in the fall it should be exciting that's so exciting and we also want to say hello to Isaac Isaac welcome great to be here Ray thanks for having me um, yeah my new book coming out in the fall Into the Infinity about different levels of in nights we have The regular in night in in nights and so on and so forth I, I heard I heard a rumor about the fabled in 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 night yes. can you tell me anything about that yeah so that's the in to the third variation you know that's you got to stay in your bed it's not even you can go on the porch you can be walking around in your bunk it's you have to be in the bed right so that's where we're looking at for that yeah that's very important in interesting in Oh, hey, uh, <laughs> interesting. So our first um, um, conspiracy theory is that um, rumors have surfaced about Lake Ellis really being classified as a pond. I've a heard po- this, it's a true. Classified as a pond. This is bad PR for camp. So are they trying to cover up by filling it? Are we trying to cover up by filling it to become a lake? It's a DL, so they turn them off for the board. Like the way I What, what's the technical difference between a pond and a lake? Can you tell me? So there's no real technical difference between a pond and a lake. The technical difference is the size. So what's, what's considered a pond, what's considered a lake. A lake is bigger than a pond. No If you look up on Google Maps, Lake Ellis is actually known as Ellis Pond. And we just call it Lake Ellis at camp. And I've always wondered what the deal with this is. And I've All heard from different sources throughout camp right now that they're trying to change the classification. So they're trying to get it reclassified as a lake so that way We won't be you know going against the pond lake rule I, I on, the, on the map of camp it says Ellis pond I think on, on it but and then it says in, in like quotation marks it says a gum which is lake not pond so um, also you're wearing a shirt um, Isaac that says Lake Ellis <coughs> from 2016 your right, right. summer so. so Isaac obviously when you you go out and talk to the ladies hypothetically obviously, Um, you tell them I work I'm a lifeguard in the lake because right. not a pond if I if I were to go up to someone and say yeah I'm a lifeguard and they're like oh where are you a lifeguard I'm not gonna tell my lifeguard at a pond right because then they're gonna picture something that's like it's just embarrassing feet long, 15 very feet small long, it's embarrassing yeah, you, feet deep. you might as well say I'm a lifeguard at the puddle yeah <laughs> basically right so you, you picture a lake you picture something huge deep 
wide, and that's what that's the kind of thing I want people to be picturing when they think about Lake Ellis. So if you've noticed over the past week or two, camp has been filling up the gum yeah, in two different not. spots. I don't know and if it's there anymore. They just I'm took them out. They just took them out. Okay. Maybe they're now classified as a leak and they got their plant. That's on. possible. That's probably what happened. But it's, what's interesting is that when the board came, the Ramah board showed up to camp for a Shabbat. They turned the fountains off. They did. They stopped filling up the lake. And I, I think that, that yeah. a lot of those people on the board are donors and they didn't want this bad PR getting out. So, you know, they tried to remain with the rumor that it actually is a lake while they're trying to get it reclassified as a lake. But it seems like now this project could be almost done. Yeah, we call it Agam at camp, so like Agam's lake and um, Agam's lake in Hebrew. So like, I just think as a lake because we call it Agam every day. So like, go to the Agam. It's not like go to the the pond. It's go to the lake. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Want to our next theory? So, speaking of camp-wide conspiracies that they're trying to cover up, what's the deal with no recycling? What's going on there, Samson? Tell us. Um, do you think that the, um, oh yeah, um, because the uh, camp mod, uh, CRB is currently in, just started a $25 million plan that, they're, uh, that they really want to, like, um, um, had, they want to they raise $25 million right, to, for, uh, to get, develop camp in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, um, without comp, um, 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 companies to not recycle, um, the, the the demand of the garbage companies France so they gain an extra one point I mean they would have to pay an extra one point five million dollars and, and um that would get rid of the uh, twenty five uh, actually no it would it would get make more money for the um twenty five million dollar plan they would have an extra one and a half million dollars camp has made a deal with the garbage companies to not recycle and in return the garbage companies pay camp a large sum of money. And by doing this, um, camp is, you know, but like fundraising towards this <coughs> yeah, $25 million plan. Yeah, plan. But I think this is really bad for the environment. And where is the Judaism at? Like, we need they, to, talk, they talk so much about Jewish values. And I think recycling and caring for the earth and the environment is one of those values. So where's camp going with like, this not we have a, let's say you Let's say you're really looking forward to this meal and you have a, a plate full of food and you just like dump all of it on, on your plate and then you try one bite and you don't like it. Then you have to throw all of it in the garbage. It's a waste of food. Yeah, what's going on with the compost this year? Last year they had the buckets. You could just throw all the food scraps in. They would compost them and throw them in the farm. What's going on with that? I've heard that the, uh, the compost last year wasn't really uh, going away so fast because you know we, we produce a lot of waste as a right, camp. Right. You know we're roughly eight hundred to a you know to a thousand people here, um, and that's a lot of food to you know to throw on the ground. And it's not a bad thing, but it's it's too much to handle. And I've also heard rumors that there were skunks caught on the cameras going up to the the compost, smelling it, and then walking away, which is really a bad sign if you ask me. Because maybe the animals didn't like the food. Right, and skunks are supposed to eat everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as Cantor Chester has taught us, skunks eat junk food at the bunks, you know. Bellish, my age. My ish. <laughs> exactly. Skunks supposed to eat everything that they see. To but sum this story up, my age. <laughs> um, but you feel like the skunks supposed to eat everything? Is it a bad reputation for camp? Is proves that maybe they're not exceed, uh, succeeding on their food? Uh, it's possible. Does anyone, another theory, does anyone remember during intercession we had double power outages? Mm, I remember back that. Back to yeah. back power That was terrible. 
was mm-hmm. ba- do you think was that a coincidence or was that set up by Rabbi Ethan? I Lennon? think it was a setup, but first, Isaac, professor in Innites, why don't you tell us what level of in Innites were those? So the whole the whole deal about these in Innites is that they're planned, right? Everyone knows when the in Innites are gonna be. Right. Um, the problem is with the power outages, we got two surprise in Innites in a row, right? We got back to back power outages, back to back in Innites, mm-hmm. and you know, on the in-in nights, no one can leave the bunk. So all the staff's in there, all the campers are in the bunk. Um, yeah, no one can leave. So everyone's forced to spend time together. And, you know, there's no Wi-Fi. There's was, no, that, was that the goal? I, forced, uh, was, it, was it more bunk bonding time? Because it was it for more um, bonding time? I do, you, mean, do you think it's possible the power outage was planned? I think it was. I, I, I don't know, I found it really weird how some areas, like the Ulam, they didn't get a power outage. I thought the same thing. Like, I, I, un- I understand that the mob, for example, had a generator, and I guess the the Mitbach as well, but how come the Ulam didn't, didn't get the That's power outage? That's a great question. Also, I really something, during that power outage, it, the, the power went off one by one for each bunk, like A21, A22, which is a double bunk, they, I mean, I realized that, um, I saw that the lights turned off, um, the lights, the lights shut off, and, but still, eight, like, most of the bugs on A side, their lights were still on. So that was kind of, during a power outage, most, and everything goes off at the same time. Mm. Right, so that could have been more of a manual power shutdown. Right. Because each power outage only lasted, what, a couple hours each? This like, one, at least five hours for each power outage. This one yeah. lasted from, like, well, the second one we had, like, from four o'clock to like two o'clock in the morning, which was very long and kind of suspicious of the way the power went out. Not I think this whole thing could be related to the whole visiting day hoax. Samson, why don't you tell us about that hoax? Yeah, um, you know, um, the big Nikayon you do before visiting day oh, to right, get all yeah. your, you can't you, leave the bunk until your bunk's been checked, it has uh, to be spotless. It's a big deal. Do you think visiting day is just a hoax to get the bunks cleaner? I think it is, and I think the parents are in on it. I, I actually heard of another type of visiting day that's not very well advertised. It's the day that aliens visit camp. And mm. some people say that's what caused the power outage. Yeah, the uh, they, they met with Ethan Linden in secret. And we don't know <laughs> what, what, what went down there. Do you really know what goes down in Ethan Linden's house the rest of the week? Because I, I personally only go there on, on Chavez the tish but I have no idea what goes on the, the rest of the week um I mean um you see maybe how the how the aliens contacted with um Rabbi Linden maybe um they wanted to make it like uh, maybe the aliens landed on the a side key car first and wanted to shut out the power in the bunks first like to and make maybe themselves they known. didn't want us to see the aliens that's why they turned all the lights off maybe Easton Linden is a big believer in aliens and wants to make not just um, not just camp, but the world know that aliens exist. As a as a place, as a community that thrives, that um, prides itself so much on welcoming the stranger, why are we keeping these aliens a secret? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we seeing these aliens around camp? Why aren't we introducing ourselves? Why why hasn't an alien won a chutzah at Kabbalah Shabbat? You know why is this not happening? May Amilim. I'm sure I'm sure that's why the uh, Storm Area 51 movement has been taking off recently. Mm. You know. Maybe that's where they came from. They probably fleed because they know that they know. Was happening. You, you know, you know. I really do think that the Area 51 thing is a diversion. I don't think there are any aliens at 
Area 51. I think the aliens are hitting right here. Can't remind Boxes. You know, there's. Are you trying to tell us something, really? No. Do you know, um, another question, like maybe, you know there's that really small staff bunk where um, Gabe, um, Gabe Paul Cohen and Deb, uh, yeah. Deb bought Paradise? Mm-hmm. And there's, like, there's extra rooms in that staff bunk. Maybe the aliens hide out in that staff bunk and it's very far away from this key car. I've actually heard another hoax about the visiting day cleaning. Um, I've heard that, you know, like we said, it's related to the uh, power editors and I've, I've heard multiple sources tell me that the uh, you know how visiting day is a hoax to get us to clean but we didn't do a good enough job this year and I heard a lot of the parents even though they're in on it they were still complaining that you know the bunks they weren't took clean some enough. of their money out right and you know we lost a little bit of donations from that you know the CRB stock went down a little bit mm-hmm. and I think that because of this the two power outages were a punishment of sorts for not cleaning the bunks what do you think of that oh uh, yeah um. oh I'm sure that the parents know how the bunks look during during the rest of the summer, right? You know the bunks are messy. You know they don't look like that every day, the visiting day Nikayon, right? Um, I think that the power outages may have been related to that, may not have, could go either way. Yeah, um, also, um, there's another, th- um, about the salad bar. Do you want to say something about, like, salad bar at the Khadar? I would love to say something about the salad bar at the Khadar. So, me and Samson have been, have been wondering lately how to, uh, you know, best respectfully, you know, most respectfully and and best go about taking food from the salad bar because there's a lot of, you know, unspoken social etiquette rules and we don't really like them, but, you know, other people get offended if you don't, if you don't follow them. So we were thinking like, let's say, all right, let's say you and one other person are on opposite sides of the salad bar and you both, you come up to the strawberry section, right? Mm-hmm. You know, strawberries don't come every meal and so you're excited and you're trying to get some strawberries, but you know the tongs are on the other side and they're not they're not on your side do you want to reach over do you want to reach over and like put your arm over all of the food to get the to reach over and get the tongue right. to get your food or would you just put your hand in the food or would you put your hand in the strawberries is it is it what's the, is what's it, the correct thing to do here is it, either way you're is it kosher is it kosher to reach over the food to get the tongue is it halal I think I think that's kosher. If uh, you know, if, if there's a huge line on the other side, maybe wait wait a minute or two. But maybe ask the other person to have it after them. Mm, that's a good call, probably. But yeah. doesn't the line stagger? It goes back and forth, right? Yeah, it's exactly. From that's one the side problem. to the other. Yeah. So if another person's waiting in line on the other side and the tongs are right next to them, it seems rude to go out of your way to grab it from them. But you are next in line. So what's the right call there? Um, I've also seen this move pulled a couple times by staff and other campers. So they might pull a tongs from, let's say, the salad and bring mm-hmm. it over for the strawberries, right? So you're right. Con- cross-contaminating two things. But is that really an issue that we want I to think, be I think at? it depends. I think with um, like foods like strawberries, it's okay. But let's, let's say you're at like you're waiting for tuna fish, right? Oh, you yeah. do not want to stick your arm. Let's say like you buy like your arm, like your your arm just like goes in the tuna fish it's pretty gross right like you don't want your arm to be full of tuna so you obviously want to reach over but do you would you rather walk around and get the tongue and get the like the spoon to put it on your plate in, in times like this i i asked myself what would the aliens do and unfortunately we don't know because we haven't got only rabbi them. linden knows I have a, another social etiquette rule that i'd like to bring up at meals so there's a huge controversy between 
you know, who is the person that goes up and gets more food, right? Mm, is, it, is it you kill is it, it you fill it, it? Fill it, kill it? Is it you want more, you get more? This I has been talked about for the ages. I mean, let's say someone takes all of the French, let's say it's French fries. People take all the French fries except for one. Oh, and that yeah. person has to take mm. one French fry. And typically that means they killed the French fries. Does that mean they have to go fill it up? Or would you go by the person who takes the most amount of food gets to fill has to I think you're it. assuming the definition of kill it though, which is no more food in the container. But I think if a very small amount is left, it could also be considered killing it. Yeah. You know, some, to some, that. sometimes I feel so guilty doing meal because I, I'm I'm a big guy, bigger than uh, some of the kids I eat with. Uh, so sometimes I feel like the need to well eat a lot of food. So in order not to feel guilty of Holding the entire food from the entire table, I find myself just going back and forth constantly getting more food. So I have, first of all, enough for myself, but also enough for others to share. So I don't feel bad about eating all the food. This ben Taub, my counselor, has not gone up to refill a tray, not a tub once. of food, oh not once this entire oh year. Neither, I, I don't think, I've ever seen um, Josh Lehman go fill up food. So does he just ask his campers to do to get food for him? Like, what happens if a counselor kills it? Does does he make the kid go refill it? Well, I think he, in general, he can, but that's just that's really bad. Yeah, I think in general the counselors and the campers should play by the same rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's fair if we start deciding no who, who gets to follow what rule. I think no. I think a healthy balance between kill it, fill it, and you want more, you get more is necessary. I agree. In order for each shreve. To succeed at mealtime. True. Right. I think that depending on the food, right? So let's say it's French fries. I think that if you kill it the first time, you should fill it. You know, because presumably after one bowl, not everyone has had yet. But you know, once you once you already have had two bowls go around the table, I think at that point most people should have had at least some fries. Yeah. And I think from then point from that point forward, it could be if you want more, you get more. Depending it- on the time in the meal, I also would like to add. Yeah. I think that can be pretty pivotal in terms of deciding if it's a kill it, fill it scenario mm-hmm. or a want more, get more scenario. And, uh, one more thing. What happens, let's say you're in the line, there's a huge line, right? But you spot one of your friends at the top, at the, the top of the line. Is it kosher? Is it, is it like good to give your tray of food to your friend to get it for you? Or is that also considered cutting the line? I think that's sort of considered cutting the line, but I'm Israeli and we have very liberal <laughs> definition of cutting the line. So yeah, whatever. You go ahead. I would say since, especially during meal times today, for example, is grilled cheese and french fries, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you start off, you get to your table, you have two plates of grilled cheese each with about 10 half grilled cheeses on them. You go bring up your plate again, and they give you three or four grilled cheeses, right? So they're only giving you a small number of grilled cheeses per each one, so I don't think that handing your tray to someone else, if they're willing to do it, is necessarily such a bad thing. Um, do you have any conspiracy theories about canteen, Eitan? I actually do, you know, I've heard, I've heard some things about the sour sticks in particular. I've heard some rumors that they aren't actually kosher. What? I know, dun, it's, dun, it's pretty dun. hard to believe, but... You know, some people say that the uh, if you look closely on the package, the uh, kashrut symbol is actually in a different color ink than the no. other text around it. And I think this could be for either two reasons. Number one, to make the co- to make the kashrut symbol sign out, or I mean, stand, spa- out. stand out. Right. That could be one reason. And in that case, it would be the sour stick company being for the Jews. But in the other case scenario, I think that the sour stick company 
does not make kosher sour steaks and, and that camp just wants to have sour steaks for whatever reason at canteen and so they they you know put their own label on it um for whatever reason dr new smart to do this but it's on if you remember back when we were campers canteen was a major part of our week right three times a week three items per wow time. right and you know sour sticks were one of the main one of the hot items right absolutely people would get sometimes all three flavors of sour sticks people would load up on those in the entire week and then I forget when it was, sometime on me and Aton's B-side career, they stopped having sour sticks. For a few years, yeah. A few years, sour sticks were no longer in camp, and now sour sticks have made a resurgence, right? They're back in camp. And in fact, they're thriving with the latest flavor, pink lemonade. Good. Go down to the Hanutia to pick it up today. Yeah, because, you know, I, I, my opinion of this is that I think that maybe they want to make the kosher symbol sign out, um, uh, symbol sta- um, stand out. What do you think, Dr. Uh, Newstead? Yeah, naive, prefer, Samson. I prefer that version as well. But I also don't don't think I, I really like sour sticks, so that's fine. Mm. They're very big here in, in America. It would be good news for the Jews, I can tell you that, if that, if that was the reason. Um, Aton, can you tell me a little bit about the A-side laundromat slash um, soda machine conspiracy? So actually, I can. That's a pun, but you don't realize it yet. Yes, uh, <laughs> I can. I can. Uh, so the uh, get to the point. <laughs> the laundry machine on A side, uh, right next to it, there's a vending machine, and you know campers aren't supposed to use it, but, but the only. I think Samson has seen it a few times, and um, let's just say it doesn't hold cans; it holds bottles. And this is interesting because at canteen, if you get a soda, it comes in a can. Same with the Moadon, right? Same that, with the Moadon. That that uh, soda machine, you only get cans. Both Moadons, I believe. Right. Well, get your Moadon. Yeah. So, so it's a little more, it's a little more expensive, but you get a little more bang for your buck, right? Right. You get the bottle, the full bottle instead it's of the plug. can. With yeah, that's a great bottle. They use the full. twenty ounce, which is the the twenty ounce, which is the bottle, a dollar fifty, and at the Moadon for the regular twelve ounce can. So twenty ounce is obviously yeah, almost six hundred milliliters. For the 12 ounce right. can, it's only a dollar, so a 50 cent tax on the on the bottle. Yeah, but it's right. bigger than the, yeah. the can as well. Sure. So do you think do you think Camp is putting itself in sort of a pickle here? You know, they're putting this, the soda machine in pretty public display of the A18 courts. You know, there's a lot of campers walking around there. Campers are going to explore a softball field area. They're going to stumble upon this soda machine one way or another. Of course, and I don't think it's an accident. I think Camp put it there on purpose in, you know, out in the public and where it's noticeable and, you know, right next to a right next, Green Boys bunks. Right next to the, very, very close to the basketball courts where people right. play and sweat and they're hot and they want something cold to drink. Right, right. and sometimes they don't just want water. They want something more than that. They want, they want what the ads is telling them to buy, Coca-Cola. Stu, Coca-Cola. But the thing is that, you know, Camp put it there on purpose because they wanted to draw in campers, knowing it was against the rule. They wanted to draw in campers to buy these sodas. And that's, that's you know, the reason why, they're, why there are bottles and not cans. Because if it was cans, you know, a camper could walk around with a Diet Coke. And, you know, if Ethan Linden walks up to them, they could say, hey, I got this from Canteen. And he couldn't do anything about it. But if you're walking around with a bottle of Coke, you know where it came from. You know from. where it came from. Yeah, I think more often than not, I'll see a camper with a with a soda bottle. 
I've never seen a staff member going in there just to get soda. The staff member was going there to do laundry, right? Guilty. Some staff bunks back there. I've gotten a Dr. Pepper once, but that was literally once. I, I also got a few T ones, but it's on. The only reason I wanted it is because I wanted the bottle. I was missing a water bottle, and I needed one, That's and I was desperate. Call. Exactly. I'm gonna yeah. do that. I lost my Gatorade water bottle. If you see it, please let me know. Aton Goldberg. Aton Goldberg here with the water bottle. Um, I feel like on my last, our last conspiracy theory of the day is our um. From the 2019 intro camp directory, which is right, um, which is by all the phones. If you look at it, 821 and 822 are the is the only bunk, in um, any only kids bunk, um, on, on, in the entire camp that has a phone there. Why is that? That's a great point, Samson. That's my thoughts also. on that, Isaac. You know, 820, 821, 822, giant porch, right? Pretty isolated from anywhere else. It's it's a bit of a walk from. Benamalif, you know, if a kid gets hurt on the A18 courts, there's a phone right there just in case. I think, or the softball courts, I think that's a great strategic placement of a phone. You know, you don't have to go to the Mart necessarily, and you don't have to go to Benamalif somewhere, you know, kind of in the middle. That's going to serve uh, the same function. Well, that's not the story I heard. I heard that place, uh, A22, is actually haunt- haunted by a girl who lived there many, many years ago. Explain. Uh, her, her name was uh, was Beck. Her name was Beck, and she lived there many many years ago. And she she was a peculiar kid. She always didn't really get along with the other kids. And one time, uh, the other kids got back and found her drowning in bathroom. Oh my! What? Uh, ba- back then they used <clears throat> to have bathrooms in camp. Since that incident, they lo- no longer have bathrooms in camp. <laughs> that is true. Outhouses. Oh, bathtubs, right? Bath bathtubs. Yeah. Oh, bathtubs. Uh, yeah. So she drowned in the bathtub. She drowned in the bathtub, wow. and ever Terrible. since, some people think that place is haunted. So because they didn't want to close down the bank because obviously it's not really haunted, the entire story is fake, right? Well, but they did want to put a phone in there that in, just in case someone so, something happens, people would be able to call. I think that's a good decision on on Camp's behalf. Do you think that Do you think that this whole you know this tragedy is why they put the fireplace in that in that bunk? I was about to say, why is there a fireplace in that bunk? Right, only bunk in Camp to have a fireplace. No, of course the not board, true. A six. A six. It's your fact straight, Doctor. You said. Of course, they <laughs> boarded up the fireplace for obvious logistical reasons, mm. and you know, A twenty one, A twenty two used to be one giant bunk. They installed this makeshift wall in between. Still lets a lot of sound through. You can still see the fireplace in both bunks. So, who knew what it was before then, <clears> right? But is that chimney in the location of the old bathtub? Is that what they're trying to cover up? It might be. Honestly, I, I don't know. It's, I've only heard rumors and stories. I've never met Beck, though I did try to communicate her. Well, okay, I think we, she, we, don't, we don't talk about that story, that, uh, about how I, Mitch and I, I, I try to communicate with the dead via radio. We don't talk about that. Right. Right, so I guess that's it. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Signing off, I'm Aton Goldberg. Samson first. Isaac Neustadt. Roy Bandel. Thanks for listening to The Salad Bar. Atem azenim leradio kol rama, 102.3 FM. Margishim, kai zbav
שידור ישיר במחנה רמה, איך אמרת? כל רמה 1023 מרגישים קיץ באוויר אתם מאזינים לרדיו כל רמה 102.3 FM כל רמה 